everyone it's your girl Teresa and welcome to the dear future hubby podcast I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry and the book of poetry is called a strong-willed mind healing scars over time through my poetry the name of the poem is called use me Lord And it reads, if no one else will do your will, you can count on me. It is the least that I can do because you set me free. You are my keeper, Lord and savior. I long to do your will. Please lead me in the right direction or help me to be still. Whatever it is that you allow, I know it's right and good. It's an honor and a privilege to be used by you, Lord. And so tonight, I just wanted to talk with you all. Um, I found out that the great Cicely Tyson has gone on. And when I saw it and it was confirmed, I sat with the feelings that I had in that moment. And my heart ached. On one hand, I was like, she lived a very fulfilled life at age 96. On the other hand, I was like, but Cicely Tyson? No. For some reason, when it comes to certain people, I understand we all have an appointment with our maker. But when it comes to certain people, they just have a presence about them that exudes eternity, in my opinion. And to me, Cicely Tyson was one of those people. And as I read some of the comments that were stated, and as I looked at some of the most beautiful photos of her that I have ever seen, and as I listened to some of the things that those that were closest to her said and how she responded to them. Um, One being, I'm still here. I guess there's some things that he still needs for me to do. And knowing that life is such a precious gift and remaining humble enough to know that apparently my presence is necessary in this season because when I awake, I'm still here. And every time that I would see photos of her, unless she was actually acting, I always saw a smile on Cicely Tyson's face. And she was like the grandmother I never had (laughs) on screen. That smile is going to continue on. Her spirit is going to continue on. But every time that death 
presents itself in any way, form, or fashion. I cannot help but to reflect on my own life. And today it was just a little off kilter anyhow because I had a constant migraine. And I'm saying migraine, but it really wasn't a migraine. It was like a sharp pain in my head all day. And I just refused to go to the hospital. Now, I'm not encouraging anyone else to be like that. I just have a stubborn side to myself. And so when I was thinking about pretty much the pain that I was feeling and counting up the cost and should you go, should you not go, should you go, should you not go, what time is it, COVID-19, just all these thoughts running through my head. I And I even thought about my having to do the podcast. Then a cousin of mine popped in my head. So as you can see, I just had random thoughts all over the place. But when the cousin popped in my head, I kept flashing back to when I had I had met her formally on the day that I went to the congregation, one of the congregations where the pastor had asked me to come to his congregation to let them know how I was doing post my brain surgeries because his congregation were those who actually prayed and interceded for me some of many and he wanted them to hear from my mouth how their prayers had been answered and after God used me to prophesy to my own self as well as speak to the congregation and said that a book would be birthed out of this situation. I spoke those words in 2011 and then they manifested in 2014. However, she walked up to me right after our, you know, my speech or whatever. And then um, she introduced me, I mean herself to me and she was like, I'm your cousin. And then she went on to explain to me how and we exchanged phone numbers and she's like, we really need to get together. Your testimony inspired me. Fast forward. It wasn't many months after she said we needed to get together that I received a phone call that she had been killed in a car accident. And she didn't die right away. She actually stayed alive long enough to express some of her desires. And she had a son, an only son. And what I remember my aunt telling me about my cousin was that she had a treasure box. And the treasure box had the colors of her wedding day, um, what she wanted in her wedding, her the menu, the everything. She had everything planned for her wedding day in this box. And she was like, even down to everything, if she were to die, where everything would go. 
And so her son happened to be over the age of 18. She had left her home to her son, but she was so organized. And I kept having a flashback of her all day today. And so I had a conversation with God because I really truly don't believe things happen on by accident. So my conversation with God was, here I am, God, and I'm doing this Dear Future Hubby podcast. Now, although I know that I don't act like I have a tumor in my brain, I know that I do, God. And I've made my requests known unto you, as I'm sure my cousin did too. And despite the fact that she opted to plan for her future wedding day as circumstances would have it that day never came and I understand that you want us to operate in faith and that's exactly what I do whenever I go on the podcast and Lord, I'm not trying to speak anything over myself and I'm not trying to like bring anything forth. But my question is, do I keep planning knowing the severity of what it is that I'm facing behind the scenes? Do I keep speaking to my future husband as if he is soon to come when I'm unaware of what my future truly holds do I keep dreaming do I keep pressing do I keep believing when I really don't know from one second to the next what my future has for me and I don't even know if while I was having this conversation, if I was expecting him to respond or what I was expecting him to say, but I wanted him to understand that I'm not naive to the fact that it is only by, and it will only be by his grace that I live period. I know that it's a gift. I know that life is a gift. I know that the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And I know that how things happen, that they can happen suddenly. And that is good. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's indifferent, it can happen suddenly. And so although my heart's desire is to truly meet you, future husband, and to truly develop a relationship with you and to eventually marry you, I'm also aware of my situation. And so I literally just wanted God to know, like, I, I know what I'm doing and I'm doing it in faith. And I don't want my faith to falter and I don't want to stumble, God. But the reality of it is, is that 
Am I starting something? That you have this vision that is going to far surpass what it is that I'm starting. And I'm, am I just the one carrying the baton of the race? Am I the first leg of the race? And so I did not receive a response. So I will let you know if I get one. He just listened to my concerns. And it wasn't a fear. It was just that any time, as I've stated earlier, that death, and when I see it, it causes me to ask questions. I am constantly in communion with God. I am constantly asking for clarity. And I'm never, I mean, he doesn't owe me any explanation. I just love him enough to ask him. And so... When I was feeling all of the, this pain in my head and I was like, okay, Lord, so let's just say I don't go to the doctor. And let's just say because I don't go to the doctor, I don't wake up. Everything we do is a choice. Everything we do is a choice. And I guess one of the reasons why I didn't have like a fear is because of the encounters that I've had with him. I was like, well, if you don't wake up, <laughs> to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. And the way this world is set up right now, honey, that might not be a bad idea. Now, I'm not encouraging anybody to end their life or nothing like that, but I'm just keeping it 110 right now. Um... I'm not trying, I don't want to leave this earth prematurely or nothing like that. But there are times when I am truly, truly in the presence of God. And, be, and maybe it's because I have had a death encounter and because I was able to truly experience what that feels like and looks like and is. It just, I know being in his presence, it provides a peace that surpasses all understanding. And that there's nothing to be afraid of. And that death is a part of life. So even future hubby, if a part of me, in terms of the old version of Teresa, the old way of doing things, if a part of me is starting to die so that the best parts of me can live, I'm really okay with that because I have learned that even in the transition is such a beautiful thing if you allow it to take its course. And so I guess I used to hold on to a lot of dead things, dead relationships, dead conversations, just dead ideas. And for what? It's like, let it go so that you can truly live. And I mean, live on purpose. There's something about living on purpose. And so I've noticed that even in the course of me just having these headaches today, <laughs> I'm so grateful that I'm I'm aware, consciously aware of my body. Maybe that's part of being abstinent. I don't know. But when these pains were just, these sharp pains were coming in through my head or whatever, I kept, like, it would hit me so hard that my eyes would shut. 
And then I reached out to one of my dearest friends and I told her, I was like, this is earlier in the day. So it's been some hours now, but I was like, oh my God, I keep having this pain in my head and it's not a headache. It wasn't a migraine. I'm like, it's just these sharp pains that they hit. They might last about a minute. Then they like, like contractions. That's if you've had a baby, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like contractions, but it's in my brain. And so, um, but I kept doing what I, I kept doing what I needed to do. So I check on my parents daily. I didn't keep that from happening. I needed to work. I kept working until I literally took care of all my business and then got ready, went to my parents' house and my mom, like, you know, she's, she's an empath. And so I think she could just see it in my face that I was in pain. So she, one minute she was massaging my hand to try to relieve the pressure. Then the next minute she was massaging my neck. And then we had a moment <laughs> because um, I had a wig on my hair, on my head. And my mom kept trying to massage my neck, but the wig kept getting in the way. <laughs> so she kept pushing it to the side. And eventually I was like, mom, it's a wig. And I just took it off. I was like, this, you just do this like this, like, you know, like that. What is it like? Tabitha, <laughs> Tabitha Brown says, like, so like that. So I took it off, set it aside. We laughed about it. Carry on, you know. <laughs> so we chuckled about that. And um, she massaged my neck and massaged my shoulders and just to relieve the pressure in hopes that the pain would subside. And for the most part, it did. Um, she gave me some leave and and just tried to you know get me in a more in a better headspace so to speak no pun intended but um we laughed so hard we laughed so hard and it's moments like that that I used to take for granted that now I look at life differently and so instead of me looking at it like I will have more of these moments, it's like I take a mental picture and I'm in the moment and I'm enjoying it, but I'm savoring it all at the same time. Because just in case I can never get a repeat, I can never have another one of those moments I took a mental picture of those emotions. I took a mental picture of the joy. I took a mental picture of the laughter. And it did my heart good. And that is what it feels like when you're in a give me this day, my daily bread mode. And you understand that since tomorrow is not promised to anyone I must cease the moment and not take these moments for granted like they're owed to me because they're not. It's a gift to be alive. It's a gift to be loved. It's a gift to be appreciated. It's a gift to literally know that your presence matters. Rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. So this is going to conclude my podcast on tonight. And 
before I end it, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And it says, Dear future hubby, the iconic, elegant, graceful queen, Miss Cicely Tyson, died at age 96 on today. My heart aches. She had that kind of air about her that touched my heart each time I saw her perform. Her characters she played felt so real to me. Her presence, her presence will most certainly be missed. Her presence was a present. Who inspires you, future hubby? Who do you look up to? Who is iconic in your world? Do you have an imaginary mentor? Or do you have an actual mentor? Who is your who in your life makes you want to be a better man? A better father, a better friend, a better example, a better husband someday. I'm curious, do you make it a point to surround yourself by men and or women who will hold you accountable or is it just you and God? Are you striving to become the best version of yourself or no? I love you. Love, Teresa. I hope you all have a blessed and wonderful evening or morning. And do me a huge favor. Tell someone you love them. Let them know their presence matters. Let them know how they've blessed you. Let them know how important they are to you. And point the finger back to yourself because there is only one you. So please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself. Have a blessed one.